Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of Beth Orton's album, Weather Alive, which is, um, I'm ashamed to say, the first Beth Orton album I've actually listened to. I've known who Beth Orton is forever. She came to prominence in the 90s as a humanizing female voice on music by the likes of William Orbit, Andrew Weverell, the Chemical Brothers, um, and I certainly knew her through that. And I guess I always had a picture as a 7 out of 10 kind of... Uh, there was never an album that I really wanted to, you know, break the seal and actually go in and listen to. Um, her first album came out in 1996, and she last released Kid Sticks in 2016, which is apparently a return to the more... This is a great folktronica do you remember folktronica that was a thing once let's never mention that um but whether alive um reading the reviews of it really pulled me to want to listen to this album um apparently it's incredibly different from her previous music her eighth studio album which i guess i pegged as polite and dallying in you know electronic textures uh, a slightly cooler Dido, I guess I had a pegged as. Um, this is, and no one's saying it, it's a post-rock album. It is not based so much around songs that you are going to sing as textures and moods. Um, and it is, even listening to the opening track, uh, the title track Weather Alive lots not many songs on here but mostly over five minutes approaching seven minutes in a few cases long form songs the opener gives you a definite indication of where you're going here it sort of twinkles in and that is that this album is the logical successor heir to two of the greatest British albums of all time Talk Talks, um, Spirit of Eden and Laughing Stock, which many people credit with being the formative post-rock albums. I have never been that big a fan of the Spiderland album, to be honest. Um, but I still listen to Talk Talks, Spirit of Eden and Laughing Stock all the time. Um, it's just got this really gentle sway, but she's made this a very raw album vocally. It's not polished at all um it's very very um like the the lyrics are often very emotive and the vocal performances themselves are quite unfeel untreated uh even and, and if they are treated it's almost like they're they're run through a mangler to make them even more raw um it's a beautiful song sets the tone perfectly um and she moves through these moods but they're not as abstract as like classic ambient music there's a bit more of the darker ambient music going on the second song friday night has a really um bleary um euphoria to it it's actually quite an upbeat song it's got a very memorable hook in an album which doesn't really trade on you know verse chorus verse chorus uh, and setting up hooks as much as it does on painting with color uh, it's really, really beautiful, and it reminded me a bit of Phosphorescent, if you remember that, that guy, and some of the, the stuff that he's done. That's um, It feels low-key, yet it's actually quite euphoric at times. Um, 
it's got very scratchy vocals at times. Uh, I think she said she was quite embarrassed by other people hearing this side of her because it was a bit more vulnerable and a bit more raw. Uh, and that's not to say any of it's weak. She actually comes across quite strong here. Um, like fearless, actually, I thought. Um, I, the only track I, I wouldn't say was near perfect was Fractals, the third track. It's got a more sort of standardized bass groove going on. It's a bit more up-tempo. Um, and the vocals here are a tiny bit weaker. And um, it's sort of... It, it's definitely my less favorite of the tracks. It's still good, but it's it's not as good as everything else. Um, and everything else is a high. So everything else on the album is actually a high point. Haunted Satellite. Um, she's a piano player. And her piano twinkles and has motifs that sustain these songs not like you know a full hook playing quite vibrantly but there'll be twinkles that repeat themselves throughout these songs and haunted soul uh, satellite another one really really great apparently she was um, listening to the sound of her piano reverberate around an empty house which we'll get to in a second um, Forever Young, like everything to walk from, from Fractals on is, is just equally great, I think. Uh, Forever Young is again a lot like um, the Talk Talk albums I was speaking of and she's her vocal here, I think the vocals actually get stronger and more dynamic as the album progresses. I don't know if she recorded this chronologically, it's almost like she's easing into it. Um, but yeah, it's one of the best use of her vocals but particularly it's a better use of that sort of rolling bass groove it's immediately more uh, appealing than fractals i think um lonely is another high um the apparently she recorded this album and if there was an overriding factor and it's a very post-covid album in the sense of the loneliness in it um was her being a mother and living at home in camden in london and once her kid or kids had gone to school how her piano really exacerbated the loneliness of the house it became like this reverb echo chamber where you're padding around as a mother who's a stay at, stay at home mum she's a, a, a long-standing recording artist but actually being at home by yourself all day something i can weirdly relate to having worked at home for most of the last two and a half years now which i do love but i understand if you have got kids and they've gone to school how quiet a house might get and that really comes through on a track like lonely another great vocal uh, very expressive lots of dark lyrics on it uh, arms around a memory uh, introduces backing vocals which makes you sit up but um a lot of people say that the two talk talk albums are the beginning of post-rock I think that In a Silent Way by Miles Davis at the end of the 60s was the beginning of post-rock. And I actually sort of felt that in um, the, uh, Arms Around a Memory, track seven. And the weirdest one is Unwritten, which ends it on a similar vibe to Friday Night. It's got quite this really appealing sort of uplifting and uh, even though it's gentle, it's got this like momentum to it. But I just got this real feeling of Won't Back Down by Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers. I don't know if anyone else will ever pick that, but I'd love to hear her do that live and interpolate those two songs together. 
Um, it is really, really well put together. She's obviously got a team of simpatico musicians that are in the pocket with her. No one tries to take center stage at all. Everyone is here to provide added texture to what's going on. Uh, and it's the kind of album I imagine them sort of doing a lot of backwards and forwards to, to until they got the tone right with her vocals and the, and the instrumentation. Nothing overwhelms anything else. And um, I'm doing a, quite a few album reviews on the way up to having a, like a three-week break from doing anything because I'll be overseas because I turned 50 and I'm going to Vegas. Um, so I'm going to spam a lot, but I also had a, a little bit of a break before and that meant that the albums I'm reviewing I've sat with for quite a while and I have to say this has increased uh, in its greatness over those weeks and I definitely think that it's one of the albums of the year. So I'm going to give Beth Orton and Weather Alive a very strong 9 out of 10.